0: All right, let's get to Cohen. So Steve Cohen, the owner of the New York Mets, we've heard the reports about what he told Max Scherzer and what he told Justin Verlander, and certainly the worry of, okay, well, how are you going to build a team next year? I don't think there's any doubt that these trades have improved the Mets farm system marketably, marketedly, marketably, whatever. It's 2 o'clock in the morning we're recording this. I don't know words. Wait till the drunken episode. That's going to be real fun. But there's no doubt that this front office has improved the minor league system and that the 2027 New York Mets are in better position to succeed now after these trades than they were before. We all acknowledge that. But all of us also want to win next year. We have believed with Steve Cohen as owner that the Mets will have a chance to win every single season. So it was important to hear from Steve Cohen. I appreciate that Steve Cohen at least talks to us as fans somewhat frequently you look at the other owners in this town. We're lucky to hear from them once a year, let alone multiple times a year. Steve had the press conference, I guess a month ago or a few weeks ago when things were going bad. Now he had another one. He was in the Met dugout in Kansas city answering a bunch of questions. So here's what we're going to do. Here's the audio of everything he said, or at least most of what he said. And as he says something debatable or for us to kind of interpret We're going to pause it and we're going to analyze it. So if you haven't heard what Steve had to say, you're about to hear it and we're going to all break it down together. So, ladies and gentlemen, the owner of the New York Mets, Steve Cohen. Well, actually, I just spoke to some
1: individual players that went around the clubhouse. You know, listen, you know, there are people just want to you know check in and see how they're feeling, you know, and everyone assured me they're going to play hard and, you know, give it their best, and that's all you can ask for. At some point, you look and say, we have to go win two-thirds of our games, and we had shown no consistency along the way, so you didn't really have to take a stretch to, to, to believe that something would change now, okay? It's really a, more of a time constraint. If this was early in the season, it would have been different, but with 58 games and things would have had to change, I saw no indication that things were changing enough. To uh, make me think that um, you know the course we took, I, I, if that was the pro- I believe it was the proper course. You know, nobody listens to me. You know, I, we had a press conference, right? And I kind of said it, but no one listens. And so I'm not saying you know, you, you're like so. I, I, actually, I'm su- surprised you'd be surprised because I said, what did I say? I said I wanted sustainability. You know, that, you know, if we were in the same position, I wasn't going to add. And um, so, you know, you know, listen, I'm a, I'm, I'm a – you know, when you look at the probabilities, you know, we, what, we were like 15% and other teams were getting better. And so you have to take the odds down from that. And so, you know, if you're going to have a 12% chance of winning get, and winning, just getting into the playoffs, that's a pretty crummy odds. You know, I, I wouldn't want to be betting uh, – any money on that. You know, All right, time out US right now. So okay. one thing
0: he was saying was basically I told you. I told you guys. Were, were you listening? He did. But what I would say to you, Steve, is that we still needed to see it. Like <laughs> you know what I mean? When you said and I understood it, hey, if we don't improve, not only are we not gonna buy, yeah, I'll consider blowing it up, which is essentially what he did say a month ago. I don't think any of us really thought, A, you'd be able to get that much back for Verlander and Scherzer, but then, B, that it would actually happen. Sometimes you hear about things, you talk about things, but you don't really believe it until you see it. And I think when he met the media a month ago, I believed him that, hey, if we're not improving, I'm not going to go buy a bunch of players. I'm not going to double down on this issue. And that's not something I ever suggested. My game plan a week and a half ago was more being half in, was a half-in mentality. I was more of, all right, I'm going to hold on to Scherzer and Verlander and Robertson. I'll certainly sell off a Tommy Pham and a Mark Canna, and I'm going to try to get younger. I'm also kind of keeping myself set just in case I get hot. I was in with a half-in, half-out approach, which Steve Cohen was not into. It was, hey, our odds are 12%. I'm not doing that. If we're not making it, I'm blowing the whole damn thing up. But he is right when he said, "I kind of told you," which he sort of did. He was open when he was asked about it over a month ago. Would this team actually sell? I just don't think any of us thought they were going to be able to do it, even with using money as a weapon. And then be that they would actually do it. <laughs> and obviously, he did, and they did. All right, let's roll some more on uh, Steve Cohen. Go ahead.
1: Hope's not a strategy. And so, now saying that, we, we didn't have any idea what was possible at the deadline, and we weren't going to just do, do deals for the sake of doing deals. And, um, but, you know, we thought, you know, we, we got a great return for, you know, what, you know, the, the people that we ended up trading, and, and uh, we weren't sure that was going to happen. I mean, I, you know, I would, have, I would have kept the players if, if it turned out it was going to be a, you know, mediocre return. So, um, you know, that was the opportunity. It turned out that um, it's a moment in time where other clubs are, are thinking very short term, and I was thinking more intermediate long term. And so, you know, I was, I was able to take advantage of that. I mean, I spoke to Max, I spoke to Justin, um, you know, I spoke to uh, David. You know, I uh, uh, want to reach out to Tommy, and and um, I will do that today. Um, you know, I, I genuinely like these guys, and, and you know they played hard, and 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 we all had high hopes. And but as a leader, you're forced to make hard decisions. And and um, and you got to remember, Max and Justin, you know, they're in a different point in their career, and the idea of waiting around for you know. I still think 24 were going to be competitive, but Max asked me straight, he goes, so you're going to be all in a free agency next year, and I couldn't give him that promise, doesn't mean we're not going to bring in free agents, but, you know, may, may not be to the extent that we did in the past, that I'm carrying a lot of dead money, but, you know, if I, if I if getting rid of, uh, you know, trading Justin and Max, lot creates a lot of dead money, and so, and I couldn't give him that assurance, and so... He wants to
0: win now. All right, time out, time out. So this is really, really important stuff here because that line we're all going to try to psychoanalyze. He couldn't give him that assurance. Max Scherzer, who's a blunt guy, we learned that about him, calls up Steve Cohen and says, are we going to win next year? Are we going to go out and sign big free agents? First of all, The ball's on Max Scherzer. I mean, think about this. A part of why the Mets were even in this situation is him. And and I hope he understands that. You know, so when you ask Steve Cohen, are we going to try to win next year? Well, are you going to be good? Like, are you going to be the Max Scherzer that the Mets paid for? Because remember at this moment, the trade that they made was David Robertson. They didn't trade anybody from this rotation. They traded David Robertson. And next year, Edwin Diaz is coming back. So you could conceivably say to Max, what's the big deal? Like, yeah, we're not going to be good this year. We definitely took a step back this year. But as far as next year is concerned, you're still on the roster. JV's still on the roster. And oh, by the way, Edwin Diaz is coming back. So in this moment, while Max is asking these questions to Steve Cohen, are you going to be aggressive in free agency? Well, he was aggressive in free agency. In getting your ass. In getting Verlander. In getting Senga, if you guys had performed and would perform at that level, he wouldn't need to be that aggressive in free agency. Keep that keep that in mind. And I know I'm overanalyzing this, but we should all overanalyze it. What are our options here? Matt Scherzer asks the owner at the moment when himself and Verlander are under contract and they've got four guys in their rotation locked up for 2024. Scherzer, Verlander, Senga, and Quintana. They're all there. And Max Max asks the owner, hey, you're going to be aggressive in free agency. Well, if everybody's still there, they they should have an aggressive offseason, but nothing crazy. They have a rotation that's already set. They've got a lineup that features most spots that are already set, too. You're getting Edwin Diaz back. I'm not trying to make the case that they weren't going to do anything, but they weren't going to need to be super aggressive. You see what I'm saying here. Obviously,
2: now they'll need to be because they traded Scherzer in Verlander. So you know what? Now, listen, we people go through this a lot with transition period. With with it all, some sense from the top, right? So Steve Cohen buys this team, buys this organization, and he's trying to figure out who, the the ups and downs, the the inner workings of this place. He went, Billy Epler went, and they went and brought in a bunch of people. But sometimes, like you said, it's almost like, I don't want to say they were a bad seed with Max Scherzer, but I'm thinking that something didn't work this year. What wasn't working? You make a test. You get rid of David Robertson. How significant is, is that towards, you're saying, the future of this team? Clearly significant enough where Max wanted out. Well, but th- that's crazy to me. David
0: Robertson was a free agent at the end of the season. Like, the Mets could have, and I, I said this on the last Rico, the Mets will probably re sign David Robertson. They, I, I could see it. The Marlins certainly aren't. And, and he's not off to a good start with the Marlins, which is another story. So when Cohen tells Max, hey, I can't make you an assurance about aggressiveness and free agency, he's saying that to him while Max and Verlander are still there. Now, his answer about the dead money, he said, you know what, you may have to rewind it too just a little bit because I want to hear it again. But he did say, yeah, we're going to we're going to be active in free agency. We just may not be as active as we've been in the past. Let me hear that one more time because I wanted to touch on that whole, you know, I couldn't have make an assurance to Max when Max is asking about free agency. Meanwhile, you know, he's still on the roster. Verlander's still on the roster.
1: I, I genuinely like these guys and, and you know, they played hard and 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 we all had high hopes. And but as a leader, you're forced to make hard decisions, and and, um, and you got to remember Max and Justin, you know, they're in a different point in their career, and the idea of waiting around for, you know, I still think 24 were going to be competitive, but Max asked me straight, he goes, are you going to be all in a free agency next year? And I couldn't give him that promise. Doesn't mean we're not going to bring in free agents, but, you know, may, may not be to the extent that we did in the past, I'm carrying a lot of dead money. But, you know, if I if I if getting rid of uh, you know trading Justin and Max creates a lot of dead money, and so, and I couldn't give him that assurance, and so you know he wants to win now, and if he felt like our odds were smaller than he originally thought, then he made his decision, you know, and Justin did too, and I respect that. How do you define competitive? I think you know we're going to be. I think the expectations were really high this year, and my guess is next year will be a lot lower. But I, you know, I can't speak to what's you know what's going to happen in the off season. I mean, there may be opportunity. I'm opportunistic, okay? I mean, uh, I don't I don't want to roll a team out there that we're going to be embarrassed by. But say, I but we also know that you know spending a fortune. You know, everyone says I spent a lot of money, and other teams did too. It doesn't guarantee you uh, a trip to the playoffs. And so I think we got to you know look and see what we need. Obviously, we're going to need starting pitching. And and we're gonna have to, and that's the key thing. Other than that, you know, relief pitching is gonna be. You know, we, you know, we got Edwin coming back. Uh, you know, Brooks is here. Otto's here. Um, we you know, we got our core, right? The, the, the you know the, the baby Mets are gonna be a year older. So you know, I, I'm not as negative. Okay, I mean, it, it won't be a, as as star-studded team as it was, but you know. You know, stars stars don't necessarily make make for wins, and but I think we're going to be highly competitive. All
0: right, stop year. it right there. Um, it still leads because he he's not going to tell us. Well, these are the kinds of pitchers I'm going to go after, but it does lead back to the question I posed on the last Rico that we're not going to know about till the off season. They are clearly going to add starters in free agency. He basically said it. They're not going to add much else, and they may not necessarily need to add much else. You know, they need to buy free agent starting pitchers between the younger players that have come up and the younger players that we hope will come up, like Ronnie Mauricio, even like Acuna, who could be a part of this team next year. And some of the prospects they added, they don't really need to be aggressive in free agency when it comes to position players. I I think we'd have to at least admit that. And bullpen-wise, they have a core of bullpen arms. It'd be nice to add an arm or two. But really, when it comes to spending in the offseason, it's pitching. It's starting pitching. He's going to do that. He wants the team to be competitive. He knows the rotation can be David Peterson, Tyler McGill, Jose Quintana, Kodai Senga. That's not going to happen. They're going to add starting pitching. What we don't know is which ones. And that matters. There is a huge difference between Julio Urias and Luis Severino on a one-year deal or Alex Wood. There's a huge difference. Are they going to invest big in some of the starting pitching they go after? And he's not telling us. And I can't, based on that answer, tell you because he he makes a comment like, I'm opportunistic. Now, that's the comment of a guy who's saying, I'm not going to rule anybody out. We get to free agency and Julio Urias is available, and the Dodgers have signed Otani, and now maybe their eyes off the prize. Hey, I'll be opportunistic. I got a chance to get one of the better left-handed pitchers in baseball. So when he says that, to me, there's still that possibility that they can add a big-time arm. Now, are they going to go out and add Urias, Otani, Sonny Gray? Like, are those going to be the three starters they add? Probably not. Probably not. But. They're going to buy a starting pitching. He said they're opportunistic. They're going to be competitive. And look, comparing the expectations to this year, they had two Hall of Famers in their rotation. Even if they went out and made our dream acquisitions. And to me, the dr- the dream acquisitions would be Otani and Urias, right? That would be, oh my God, those are my, put them at the top of the rotation with Senga Quintana, let's go. Even if they added that, you could argue they're not a star-studded because of the fact that the other two guys are going to go to the Hall of Fame and are two of the greatest pitchers of our era. So I think the door is still wide open. I don't think we have an answer. I didn't take anything Cohen said in that sequence of free agents, and we do have a lot of dead money, which he acknowledged, but they also saved some money because they're not paying Verlander and Scherzer the full deals. But then in the other breath, hey, I want to be competitive. Well, he knows if you want to be competitive, they have to add starting pitching. He said as much. So I would tell my fellow Med fan, if you're expecting them to add J.D. Martinez in free agency, don't expect it. Don't expect bats. But they're clearly going to add multiple starting pitchers.
2: Okay, so let's break this down a a step further, okay? First of all, the conversation he had with Max is, I can't tell you what I'm going to do. What you have to do, which I've learned lately, is you tell people what they need to know and you don't tell people what they don't need to know. You don't need to know that if you're here next year, maybe I don't go get somebody else. But if you're if you're not here next year, now I have room to get somebody else. Well, yeah. I, I'm not gonna tell you that. Well because
0: if if Julio, you forget Otani. We always have to put Otani to the side. We'll get into him in a second. If Julio Urias is your number one target, which to me he would be outside of Itani to add a starting pitcher, was he ever going to be the number one target if Scherzer and Verlander were both here? Probably not. Probably not. I, I still would have dreamt that, but probably not. If they're both gone and now you need starting pitching, signing Urias is different now with both of those guys gone. So I don't take it as you're just giving Max what he wants to hear to approve the trade, which I hear, by the way. I understand that point. I take it as, well, now things are different. These two guys are gone. I need starting pitching. So what I said to Max about free agency is now different because now I have a need for starting pitching that I probably didn't have as much of a week earlier.
2: Also, the other thing that I love about Steve Cohen, since he's taken over, think about the biggest splashes that have taken place. The Lindor trade. The Max Scherzer deal. I think Verlander, we kind of figured, because it was such a waiting on Jacob deGrom. Yeah. We figured that was the move that he's going to make. The Sanga stuff. Like, those moves, 90% of the moves that they made, we didn't know until they made them. There was no rumors. There was no speculation that Francisco Lador is going to be a Met. There was no speculation of really anything. Even the Carlos Correa stuff, when it, it came in last minute, it took it, it, it. just happens. Right. So I don't think Steve Cohen lets anybody in on what he really plans on doing, even if it's the biggest thing in the world. And that being said, he does and I heard this this morning, but I had the same feeling. Stugatz was on with uh, with 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 Gio, and he was on the same page as I was. I think Steve Cohen is so competitive when it comes down to money. If he wants something, he wants it. And he's not going to lose to it. And if he does, he doesn't want anybody to know that he lost. Right. No, I get that.
0: I, that. That's why the Otani thing, I am still convinced they're going to go after him. Like, Otani is that guy that... You're going to go at. You should go after. And I don't think Steve Cohen would not go after him. I think it's highly unlikely he comes here for a myriad of reasons that we don't need to get into. We'll probably do five podcasts about it during the offseason, I'm sure. But I think they're going to go after him. I think that any big market team would. But I also think they probably know deep down what we all know, which is it is a major, major long shot. It probably was always a long shot. It's probably more of a long shot now. Because Otani wants to win. And he doesn't have to know the intricacies of the Mets. I think he's going to look at the win-loss record and say, why would I go there? Now, I know their history now. Why would I go there? So I think they'll go after him. I just think it's very unlikely they're going to get him.